Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. We should be full of joy. The joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. How many people want to be strong? If you want to be strong, there is a free things that God gives to us. The joy of the Lord. People who are sad and depressed are weak. But if you are full of joy, you will be full of strength. Amen. That's why the devil wants to cause Christians to be depressed and to be sad and upset and uptight and stressed out so that Christians shall be weak and he can attack them easily. But when we are strong, it's very difficult for the devil to knock us down. So the joy of the Lord is a, a wonderful gift from the Lord. In fact, I... Encountered the joy of the Lord first time in 1997, as I remember, 1997. My mom had a terminal stage cancer. So I took my mom to a meeting with the evangelists in Portland, Oregon, for her to get healing. But what happened is me that get the healing, not my mom. When the evangelist called people out to be prayed for, this is what he said. He said that all the minister, including pastor, preacher, and evangelist, come out here first. When he said that, I grabbed my wife's hand, ran out to the front, and even though I'm short, I have a short leg compared to American pastor, I was number two in the line. And I was sitting in the back of the room. I was come to the front right away with my wife and he began to pray for the first person who is a lady I think she's an evangelist and then come to me and Pastor Da he just lay hand on us and we just surrender down to the floor suddenly the joy of the Lord hit me and I began to laugh and laugh and laugh for almost half an hour that is the first time I laughed in the Holy Spirit I could not stop when you laugh from funny movie, you laugh from your brain. But when you laugh from the Holy Spirit, you laugh from the tummy, from the inside. You remember Jesus say, out of your belly, there is a river of living water that flow out of you. The Holy Spirit is inside here, in the belly here. <laughs> One lady in Thailand this time, her name is Nam Wan. She laughed and laughed for a long time until she has belly pain, the muscle just keep contracting. So she said to me, don't make me laugh again tonight because my belly is hurting. So the joy of the Lord come out from inside and you're just laughing and laughing. And it's so wonderful. After that day, I was never be the same. I was a new man that the Holy Spirit touched me and changed me and revived me. So it's so wonderful to be touched by the Lord and to 
Let the rivers of God rise up on the inside, and the joy of the Lord come up. My faith went up to another level. My understanding of the kingdom of heaven went up to another level. My preaching was changed. Everything was changed that day because I encountered the Lord. If you notice in the Bible, whoever encounter God will never be the same. You remember the story of Moses when he met God at the burning bush. After that day, he was a new man. Paul met the Lord. The fire of God came down to the road to Damascus. When Paul or Saul at that time met the Lord at that road, he fell on the floor under the power of God. He went down, and then the Lord Jesus spoke to him. After that day, he turned around to be an apostle. So when you encounter God, your life will never be the same. That's why the devil doesn't want any church to have the move of God. The devil wants us to just have religion and tradition and programs, more programs, more programs. But the Holy Spirit is pushed out from the church, and people just come for the program but never encounter the Lord. Amen. But for me, the most important thing is to get you. Meet the Lord, But because you meet the Lord, that's when your life is changed. Amen. Hallelujah. Last night we talked about being so full of joy, and I pray that you will practice this teaching from now on and ask the Lord to give you the joy of heaven on the inside of you, that your house will be full of laughter, your house will be full of the joyful. Rejoicing voice and rejoicing word from your mouth, from your eyes, and from your facial expression. This is a decision we need to make. We make a decision to be joyful. We ignite the spirit of God on the inside of us to give us the joy of the Lord and to smile all the time. We can choose every day. You remember the Bible say, "You make a choice. You choose." You choose life, or you choose death. You choose the blessing, or you choose the cursing. So we can make choice. The servant of Moses named Joshua. He said that I and my household choose to serve the Lord. We make the choice to be happy. No matter what happened around us, we're gonna be rejoicing, joyful, and happy. And we make a choice to. Have good nature in our personality. Happy everywhere we go. We smile. We happy. We are so friendly. We are very fun to be with. We are easygoing, smiling, laughing all the time. We are not irritable and very hard to cope with. A very scary person. Many people don't want to be around us. But we are so happy all the time. We make that decision. To be joyful, to be easygoing, we should make a decision that I'm not going to be unhappy person. I'm not going to be irritable person. The problem is this: the older we are, the more we're going to be burned out by the pressure of life. If you notice, people when they get older, they have less smile. You notice that they become grumpy, grouchy, complaining. When people get older and older, 
because they have gone through life a lot. Disappointments, bad things happen. People steal their money. Somebody may borrow money but never return. Their boyfriend left them. Something bad happened in life. More and more, this kind of negative thing come on you, put pressure on you, and as you get older, you accumulate all these negative things in your life instead of forgetting the past and move on to the future that God has for you. Then what happened? You get burned out. You get carrying the burden and the things of the world until you cannot smile anymore. I noticed that. When I go to Thailand, most elderly people don't smile that much. Look very dull and very angry all the time because they may be disappointed about their kids or something happened in their life. My dear brother, sister, this is why Jesus warned all of us in Mark chapter 10, verse 15. Jesus said, "I tell you the truth: anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child." Will never enter it. In other words, no matter how old you are, you need to pull out the little child on the inside of you. You need to let the little child rise up on the inside of you. I'm not saying that you should be childish. I'm saying you should be childlike. You should have the little children rise up on the inside of you. If you don't have that childlike faith, childlike personality, childlike attitude, you cannot experience the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness. Another translation says righteousness and peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God. If you see a person' life, you look, watch that person. How can you know that that person carry the kingdom of God? Three things: righteousness or goodness. That person live a good life, live a life that show goodness to people. Two, peace. You can see the peace on that person' face. Three. Joy, smiling, laughing. If you have the kingdom of God, when I and Pastor Da were still young couple, we got married and we have little three kids. We have three children. At that time, we were so busy. I was busy, uh, get training to be a neurosurgeon, working day and night all day long on call. Pastor Da busy with raising kids and. We are so busy with building the church, pastoring the church when we were younger, and we totally forgot to observe our children when they grow up. Maybe not Pastor Da, maybe me, because I was out of the house all the time. But now we have two grandchildren, Josiah and Nora, seven years old. Now I don't have to worry about education. I don't have to worry about making money, because I'm getting close to the retirement for medical work. But now we can enjoy our grandchildren. One thing I noticed: 
our grandchildren when they came to our home. They ran to us. They jump up and down and hug us and jump up to us so that we will lift them up. And they laugh and giggling and have fun all the time. They run around in the whole house. Little little thing make them laugh. Not have to be major issue. They laugh and laugh and laugh. Some psychologists say that children laugh about two hundred times a day. They don't. You don't need to tell them the joke story. They just laugh. Anything. Josiah, one of them. Josiah, any little thing that he just laugh. And when you look at the picture, when my daughter sent the picture of our grandchildren on the line, and this, they, we see them smile and happy all the time. We should be like that. We should be easy to smile and laugh like little children. We should not be burned out by the pressure of life. Everybody gonna face pressure. Don't let it steal. Joy from you. Don't let the devil put a lot of burden on you. That is not the lifestyle that we should have. Our lifestyle should be full of joy. You need to understand that the devil come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And there is a story in the Bible that is symbolic of today's life. That story is about Abraham. You remember the Bible say Abraham, God blessed him with the blessing of Abraham. Blessing, I shall bless you. Multiplying, I shall multiply you. God spoke to Abraham, so Abraham dug the well to have water to feed his flock, his animal. And later on, what happened in Genesis chapter twenty-six, verse fifteen? Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which the his father, his father mean Isaac's father, servant had dug. In the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with earth or with dust, with the dirt. The Philistines in the Bible are representative or symbolic of demons and Satan. Abraham is the man of faith. Isaac is his boy. We are children of Abraham by faith. The, the Bible talk about the wells, and the Philistine, the demon. Put the dust, the dirt, into the wells, so that the water will stop running out. Is that right? Okay. Genesis twenty-six eighteen. Now talk about Isaac, the son of Abraham. How many people know what does Isaac mean? Isaac mean laughter. Isaac mean laughter, and Isaac or laughter. Dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistine had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father has called them. My dear brother and sister, God gave joy to the church. God gave laughter to the church to unplug our wells, to unplug the wells of blessing. The wells of love, the wells of relationship with God, the wells of faith, the wells of prosperity, the wells of success, the wells of power, the wells of the anointing—we all have the wells on the inside of us. But we allow the pressure of life, the disappointment in the church, the fighting and the gossiping in the church, the things that happen in our life, pluck up our wells. 
That's why you notice many Christians around the world walk around with a long face. They're tired of going to church. They don't want to go to church anymore. They stop serving God because their wells are plucked up by the dirts of the enemy. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, Therefore, listen carefully, this is a prophetic word that goes along with Genesis chapter 26. Therefore, with joy, with Isaac, or with laughter, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Wow. I want God to flow out of me. The living water flow out. And what opened that wells? The laughter. The joy of the Lord. You need to have shy-like personality. Easy to laugh. Easy going. Being positive. Amen? Today, this afternoon, we have meetings about building church at 3 p.m. We were talking about persecution, about misunderstanding. And then people begin to pray for me. Because I got some persecution off and on. I got some people gossip about me, talk bad about me. And you know why they're praying? I laugh. I was laughing all the time. I just keep laughing. Because I know the end. I have victory. Uh, it doesn't matter who tried to attack me. And then God showed me the picture of Jesus carried the cross. He was rejected by the Jews, by the Pharisees, by the Roman Empire soldier. And looked like he failed because everyone ran away from him at the cross. Everyone ran away except John. John, his disciple, who stood with his mother. It sounded like his ministry was failing. But three days later, he was raised from the dead. And not that long, he had the church in Jerusalem. Not that long, the gospel spread all over the world. You see, sometimes it sounds like we are being defeated. But, no, that is not the end of the chapter yet, okay? The end of the chapter is, we will have victory. We can laugh and we can rejoice because we know the end of the story, that we are on the victorious side. We are the victor. We are not the victim, amen? So I can laugh all the time because I know I am a victor because I have Jesus in me and I'm doing the work that Jesus called me to do. And Jesus already has won the battle for me. Amen? So we need to let that joy rise up on the inside. We should not let the devil put the dirt into our wells. We should not lose our smile. We should not lose our sense of humor. We should not live in sadness and depression. People who live in sadness and depression allow the things in the world to put burden on their shoulder will become irritable become upset easily. Even little things. The phone call come in. <clears throat> Why you call me this time? Or maybe you could not find the paper on your desk work and you get upset, yell at your secretary. Anything little, little bit become a big deal when you are not happy, when you are so full of depression and sadness. My dear brother and sister, don't be that way. Don't let little, little thing make you irritable and ruin your, your whole day. Wake up, smile, laughing, happy all day long. Don't allow little thing to steal your joy. Be happy. And people are going to like to be around you because you're happy all the time. In my office, 
in the my clinic, I walk around smiling all the time, walking happy all the time. All of the secretary, we have many secretary in my clinic. Many of them work for other doctors. They like me to show up in the office because I smile, I laugh all the time. Everyone happy. When Doctor Lau gonna come back here because he's so happy. They like to be around me because I bring the joy into the clinic. Amen. Don't let the little thing become a big thing in your life. Sometimes things that happen in your life so little. Don't make it a big deal. Just laugh about it. Just say, "Don't worry. God gonna take care of it. I trust God." Don't fall into the enemy's trap. He tried to trap you into sadness, into being upset, into being negative. You should continue to be easygoing, have good nature, and have the smile on your face all the time. I like what the Apostle Paul say in the Amplified Bible. Do you know that the Apostle Paul wrote about his life? He was stoned many times, shipwrecked. He was rejected, imprisoned. He was persecuted again and again. He was hungry. He was naked sometimes because he was persecuted. But look at what he say in the book of Romans, chapter eight, verse eighteen in Amplified Bible. He say this way. But what of that? What of that? That means all the hardship, all the pressure in life. What of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, Pastor, you may suffer from building the church, but this suffering of this present time, of this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and confer on us. The Amplified Bible translate from the Greek language. But what of that? What does it mean in English language? But what of that? It means no big deal. Can we have this mentality from now on? Everything that happened to you, no big deal. Amen. Don't make small thing big. Don't complain. Don't be grouchy, cranky, and sour, and be upset all the time. Anything happen? No. Big deal, amen. Hallelujah. Because the more you complain, the more you upset, the things gonna get bigger. Because you cannot start to put the magnifying glass on it, and then it become bigger and bigger. So when the bad things happen, no big deal. And then ha ha ha, ho ho ho, he he he. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah! Not a big deal. Stay full of joy. Learn to be friendly person, easy going person, fun to be with. Everywhere you go, make people laugh. Amen. Share the joy of the Lord with other people. Let it become contagious, so that you can be a good witness for God. Amen. You may not be able to get up here to preach the sermon like me, but you can preach the sermon. Not with your mouth, but you can preach the sermon from your face, from your voice. When people walk up to you, they believe in your sermon that come out from your face <laughs> more than the sermon that Pastor Lau preached on the stage, 
because they see the evidence of God's goodness, of God's power, of the victory on your face. When people see you, wow! Why she smiling? What's going on here? Why she s laughing? Why she so happy? That is the sermon you preach every day, without opening your mouth, without trying to tell people the gospel, but you just smile and happy. They can see the joy on your face. They can hear the rejoicing voice from your laughing, from your attitude, and they will believe in the gospel through your smile. You must stay full of joy all the time. Can people in your classroom or in your village say that, "Wow, he is a friendly man. He is a joyful man." Can people in your church say that, "Wow, she is a very good-looking, joyful woman"? Can people say that, or people say, "Do you know that lady named uh, Mary? She looks grumpy all the time. She looks sad all the time." Should you have reputation of being happy, or being joyful? Being joyful. If I gonna make a mistake, that people say you are crazy, and you what are you doing? You make mistake. The mistake I want to make is to be joyful. If people look at me, hey, you are weird. You are strange. You laugh. You smile. That is a good mistake to make. Amen. People may think you're weird, you're strange, that you smile and happy. That's a good one to make mistake in the eyes, because the world may think you're crazy that you smile and laugh all the time. But it's a good one. Amen. There are too many sour-faced Christians around the world, and some people, because sour face of the Christian, make people think that going to church is equal to going to the funeral ceremony. They don't want to go to church. A lot of young people in America stop going to church because when they go to church, <laughs> I remember when I first came to America. This is a true story. I went to an American church, and I was a, quite a new believer because I just got saved three years before that. I walk in and they began to sing the song, "The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength." And you know, and I was standing there watching the worship leader. The worship leader was a um, about 50 years old man. He was standing behind a microphone. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I was listening. Where is the joy here? And everyone in the church looked so stressed out. The joy of the Lord is my strength. No laughter, no smiling, and now I understand why many young American people left the church, because it's worse than funeral ceremony, worse than the world. Because Christians so religious, so full of religion, and look so intense. Amen. Hallelujah. Repent, otherwise you go to hell. Oh, I'm not going to go to church. Talk about hell, amen. So we should be smiling and happy. I have a chance to talk to one of the old timer Christians in Bangkok district, and this person actually backslid 
and say that I'm tired of church. And I say, why? Why are you tired of going to church? She said that, think about this. When I first got saved, they wanted me to grow up to be disciple. Then they wanted me to get involved in programs. You have to serve, work very hard, program, program, to get the non-believers saved. After that, I start to lose my family. I could not see my kid. I could not see my husband. And then after that, I burn out. I leave the church, and the next generation come in program, program, programs. So the church tried to get people saved through programs. And now she came to our revival service. She laughed. She's happy. She's to serve God. When I was listening to her sharing, I didn't say any word, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The most important thing that people need to meet in the church is not the program. It is the presence of the Almighty. When you meet the presence of the Almighty, it's much valuable and more fun than the program. You can sit and soak in the presence of God for two hours without tiring. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm chapter sixteen, verse eleven. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In the presence of God, a while ago, why many people laugh? Because the presence of God came down, and people are full of joy. Amen. The church should be the place of celebration. Every Sunday, every care group. We should invite the presence of God to come. Why did we worship God? Because the Bible say, the praise of people will enthrone God's presence. When we worship, the presence of God come down, and then what happened? Joy in the presence of God. There's a fullness of joy. When people come to church, they should see the smile on your face. They should hear the laughter. That you see the victory on your face, the love, the strength on your face. When they walk to the church, maybe they just lost their job. They walk in to visit your church. They feel so down. After the presence of God come, they hear the laughter. They begin to be encouraged. They begin to smile too. They begin to have faith. They get encouraged. After they leave your church, they still laugh another week. Not that people come to church. Amen, amen, and everyone in the church. Amen, <laughs> hallelujah. After they leave the church, still down, still depressed, still discouraged, still defeated. No, 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 no. After you come to church, you get the gasoline, you get the joy, you get the presence of God fill you up. Fill people up and say, "Hallelujah! I'm gonna leave this church with strength again, with joy, with healing." Amen? Amen. That should be the church life. Every Sunday, people come in and fill up the gas tank, fill with joy, fill with strength, fill with the presence of God. Amen? Amen. Keep the smile on your face. Don't focus on the negative things, please. One of the reasons you become unhappy because you keep looking for the negative. What? Pastor is doing wrong. What that pastor is doing wrong? What's wrong with this church? What's wrong with this carpet? If you keep that negative thing, you're going to be depressed, 
and you're going to be defeated. But keep positive. Keep focusing on God. I'm writing a sermon series right now called the Joy of Faith, and the Bible is so clear. We need to keep our focus on the right thing. If you focus on the wrong thing, on the weaknesses of people, on the mistake of people, you're going to be depressed. If you focus on the problems, on the pressure of life, you're going to be down. But if you focus on God, the goodness of God, the promises of God, the good things of people's life, then you walk in. Wow, good hairstyle today. Instead of look at her color wrong between the shoes and the pant, you look at the hairstyle. You walk in. Oh, thank God! At least today you come to church. Praise God! Instead of. Mm. My pastor make wrong decision again. Ha! If you think that way, you will not have joy. You will lose your joy. Amen. You must learn how to laugh, how to be positive. Proverbs chapter fifteen verse thirteen. Listen carefully. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Cheerful countenance. How many people want to have good countenance? How many people want to look younger than age, even though you may be fifty, that you look like twenty-five? Do you notice that people who have a long face look older than normal and lose their hair too fast? When you are smiling and happy, you look younger. Is that right? You look younger. You have very good countenance. You walk around; people like to be around you. Proverbs seventeen verse twenty two: A merry heart does good. Everyone say, "A cheerful heart does good." Like medicine, our God is a doctor. He has a free medicine prescribed for you. That medicine is free of charge, and He want to give you a big dose, and there is no so-called overdose. If you take morphine. You can be overdose. If you take many some medication, you can have overdose. But for this medicine, call joy, the joy of the Lord, not your own joy, the joy of God, and the laughter, the laughter of the Holy Spirit, is a medicine that will heal your body, heal your mind, heal your marriage. If in the house husband and wife laugh together all the time, believe me, hard to get divorced. Is that right? The reason people get divorced because they laugh, ha 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 ha, not with hand but with their mouth. They shoot each other with their mouth, and then another side is angry, karate. So, but if you full of joy. When your wife says something like a little bit bother you, <laughs> when your husband makes some mistake, <laughs> then you will not get divorced. Amen, brother and sister. You may say that pastor, you have a good life. You have a doctor. You have a nice family. Your wife is so beautiful, so lovely. <laughs> She's a good cook. You know she can cook. Cook jai yo for me. She can cook, uh, cook good food for me. Oh, your life is so wonderful. That's why you can laugh all the time, my dear brother and sister. 
Believe me, all of us have to go through challenges of life. Another challenge, another problem, another pressure. All of us face pressure in life, and as long as listen carefully, as long as we live in this planet Earth, this planet Earth is the devil's territory. You remember the Bible called the God of this Earth, small G, O D. The God of this world is Satan. This world, more non-believer than believers, he is controlling the world. You are living in his territory. One day when you go to heaven, you out of his territory. But now you are living in the spiritual warfare zone. So he gonna keep attacking you. He gonna keep fighting with you. He gonna throw problem to you. Therefore, you need to make up your mind. Once for all, no matter what happened, you will enjoy life. You shall laugh and smile in the midst of difficulty. Psalm chapter 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteousness. Are you righteous people? How many people are righteous? You don't raise hand. It means you are not righteous. Do you believe in Jesus? Okay, you are righteous by the blood of Jesus, not by your own good deed. Every believer, every saint of God is a righteous person by the blood of Jesus. Many are the afflictions or the problems of the righteous. So we all gonna face face some affliction, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I have been Christian for thirty seven years now, and I can witness to you. I faced so many problems in my life: personal problem, family problem, money problem, practice problem, lawsuit, anything, church problem, ministry problem. But I learned one thing in the past 37 years: the Lord has delivered me out of them all, supernaturally. He is a good God. He promised us that we can have victory at the end. Amen. The chapter is not the end yet. If you're facing problem right now, Isaiah 54 verse 17: No weapons formed against you shall prosper. Amen. The devil may try to attack you, but that weapons shall not prosper. Again, when you have a merry heart, that does good to you. But what is the opposite? But a broken spirit dries the bones. Who has the broken spirit? What kind of people? People who have the broken spirit are somebody who is always grumpy, depressed, sad, focusing on the negative thing, focusing on the pressure of their life. They never laugh. They never smile. The broken spirit is going to dry up their own bones. They're going to get sick. Do you know that our bone? Produce lymphocyte and antibody. So when the Bible say the bone is dry, it means that your auto your autoimmune system gonna go down. The medical doctor has proven already that this research in the medical school they put people in the room and make those people laugh and laugh because belly laughter, laugh really have a Big laugh every single day. And they check 
the immune system, the right blood cell and the immune system. They find out that people who laugh all the time, the immune system will work at the maximum capacity. Do you know that God gives us this immune system? Right now, the air you breathe in has some bacteria and virus. Maybe the cancer cell is popping up your in your lungs. Who knows? But God gives us the immune system, the cell and the antibody to kill all these germs and virus and cancer. That's why we don't get the cancer. It's fighting for us all the time. The reason people are sick because the immune system go down. Like people with AIDS disease, the virus come in to attack the immune system, and then they get lymphoma and cancer and all kinds of infection. Laughter is a good medicine. It will release endorphin in your body to make you strong and relax your muscle that you have no pain. It reduces your blood pressure, boosts up your immune system that make you strong and not get sick easily. If you get sick, you get healed fast because your immune system goes up, rise up. Not only really that, laughter produces growth hormone from pituitary gland and make you younger. You notice people who laugh all the time look younger than age, like Pasada. She looks younger than age. Amen. So every time you laugh, endorphin come out, growth hormone come out, healing process come. Laughter promotes healing and divine health. It's a free medication. Therefore, I want to encourage you: laugh every day. If you come to church, the Holy Spirit touch you. Just laugh. It will increase the immune system in your body. There's a story about laughter. A successful farmer went to the doctor because he has a big mass in his tummy. The doctor said that you have intestine cancer, very big cancer. The, the tummy came out. He came home and he gave up. He said, "I'm gonna die in a few months." The doctor gave him a few months to live. This is a true story. And he told his friend, a relative, "Get ready, I'm leaving." But at that time, somebody handed him a tape. In that generation, we don't have MP3 and CD. He got the tape, a sermon of a pastor who talked about the joy of the Lord, and this pastor was funny. So while he was listening, he was laughing and laughing. He loved it. So he said, "I'm gonna die anyway. I want to laugh." So he turned on this tape all day long, laugh all day long. He has nothing to do until that tape worn out. So he ordered another tape. <laughs> Came, listen again, laughing and laughing. Two weeks later, he noticed the mass, the the bulging in his tummy, decrease. Three weeks later, disappear. Three months later, he went to see his oncologist and obtained X-ray and CAT scan. And the doctor say, "I don't know what happened to you. I cannot explain." Your cancer was gone. You got healed by the laughter. Amen. There is healing in laughter. Now you will not wonder anymore why the enemy want you to be sad, want you to be depressed, 
stressed out, irritable, upset, uptight, and anxious, and lack of joy. He wants you to die sooner. He wants you to be defeated. We need to counteract his scheme by laughing and being joyful. Don't get into the work of the enemy like that. Amen. Find opportunity to laugh. Find things to laugh. Just happened this afternoon. Pastor Da just resting for five minutes before we came. I stood there and looked at her, and I began to laugh. She was listening. She was closing her eyes. I looked at her and I laugh, and I laugh because number one, wow, what a lucky man I am. To be in the same room with this woman, what a lucky man! What a blessed man I am to marry this woman. Oh, what a blessed man I am! She's so beautiful. She's so kind. So I laugh and laugh, and she woke up because she heard me laugh. What you are laughing about? <laughs> what funny is all about? I say I, I I didn't lie. I'm a pastor. I don't want to lie. I say I laugh because I look at you. And I laugh because I rejoice that I marry you. I'm happy to marry you and to live in the same house with you. You see, you need to look for opportunity to laugh. Maybe you can look at your husband and he has a bald head. He doesn't have much hair on his head, and you look at his head and <laughs> shiny, shiny, shiny. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Find a reason to laugh, amen. You know that many people talk about spiritual weapon to fight spiritual warfare, such as the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the name of Jesus, the anointing, the worship, the angels of God. But one thing that people miss about the weapon. Spiritual weapon is joy. Joy and laughter is a big spiritual weapon. Can you imagine if I'm standing here and the devil come to me, try to shoot me, and I just with a shield of faith and I turn around <laughs> and I go on. Then the devil send another demons attack me. I just pull out my the knife of the sword of spirit. That arrow push out and then, <laughs> so after a while, they're tired of me, and they say, "I cannot do this to this man. I'm tired. I rather go to go to Pisum." Every time I attack her, she cry. Oh, 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 it's fun. Every time you cry. Ooh, good, good! Cry, keep crying, keep being depressed, and he attack another one. Oh, boom! Fun, keep shooting. But if you keep laughing, he's tired of you. He say, "I will leave you alone." It doesn't work. It doesn't work for this man. Amen. It's a spiritual warfare. That's why Job chapter five verse twenty-two say, "You mean God and God's people will laugh." At destruction and famine, amen. And why animal will not terrify you? 
The enemy cannot terrify you. You laugh at the destruction. You laugh at the famine. It's scriptural to laugh in a tough time of life. It's scriptural to laugh right there in the face of the devil. When the devil show up, <laughs> you keep laughing. He's scared. He walk away. Amen. Psalm chapter two verse four talk about God here. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. It means that the Lord say, "No way, no way! I already have victory. I know the final outcome. I know you're gonna be in hell one day, devil. The day of your destruction is coming. You have no way to win me. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! Amen." God laughs at the devil because he knows that he is on the winning side, and God promised that we can have victory because we have His presence in our life, and we are His children. Therefore, we can laugh at the destruction and the attack of the enemy. Today, a tissue, very important key. How many people want to get God's attention? Amen. No, millions of people in the world, billions of people, and God looks down from heaven and say, "Who? I like that person. Oh, wow! What can I help? I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna be with you in this trip, in this work. You get God' attention. God show up. God come and visit you, just like He visited Paul, visited uh, Moses. This is the key. Let me read the scripture to you." Isaiah 64 verse 5. You mean God? Come to the help of those who gladly do right. In in ASB, in ASB say, Thou dost meet him who rejoices in doing righteousness. Two things here. If you want to get God's attention, number one. Do righteous work, building the church, getting people saved, blessing other people, helping people, encouraging your pastors, lift up the arm of the pastor, worshiping, doing the good things, doing righteous work, but not enough. If you want to get God's attention, that He will come and visit you and be with you and go with you everywhere. You need to do it with joy, with gladness. Don't come to church with a long face. I have to go to church again. Yes, you do righteous thing, but you come with a grumpy attitude, or you serve with bad attitude. If you're gonna do righteous thing, do right good thing, do it with ha ha ha. I'm excited to go to church today. Oh, I'm excited to serve today. I'm excited to help my pastor. Oh, it's fun! Hallelujah! Exciting to serve the Lord. And then the Bible promise, He shall meet you personally. He shall visit you. He shall be with you. His presence will show up, and when His presence show up, the grace will be there. The favor shall be there for you. He's gonna work in the heart of your boss to give you the promotion, 
the increase of your salary, the bonus. He's gonna open the door for you that man cannot shut. Good things will happen. Supernatural breakthrough will happen to you because God shows up. Because God come and meet you where you are. The King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the Almighty God shows up because you are the kind of Christian who do righteous thing with joy. Everyone say, do good things with joy. You rejoice in doing what is right. In other words, if you're going to give money to God, pass the offering back. You don't give with a long face and complaining. You give it with joy. If you're going to help somebody, go to visit somebody in the hospital, go with joy. Amen? Amen. Not with the complaint, not with a long face. Everything you do, with joy. And the Lord will meet you there. So let me challenge you again one more time. Stay full of the joy of the Lord all the days of your life. Don't let any pressure, don't let any circumstances in your life to steal your joy. Don't get all uptight. Don't get stressed out. Always say, no big deal. Ha, ha, ha. Can this become your, your vocabulary from now on? Everyone say, no big deal. Ha, ha, ha. My God is big. Amen. Realize that the relaxing attitude will lengthen your life, will make you live longer, will make you have good countenance, smiling and happy, and will draw people to you. You will be a good witness. You will preach the message of the gospel to your face, to your countenance. Be easygoing, people. Be good-natured. Walking around with the chest up, smiling, happy. Not with a grumpy face, an unhappy face. Just have good nature of God. Take the medicine of God on a regular basis by laughter, having laughter all the time. That is the medicine. The cheerful heart is a medicine. Keep your immune system up all the time and you're going to live a long life. You will not get sick easily. If you do your part and allow the Spirit of God to rise up inside of you, to have the joy of God. Then what happened? You're going to stop being stressed out, upset, agitated. You will find that God promised shall fulfill in your life. His presence will come upon you and you shall have victory. And God can rise you up to the next level and you shall be like an eagle. God's people around you look at you and say, I like to have what he has, what she has. And you're going to be good witness, the light of the world, the salt of this earth. People come to you are going to be thirsty for the things of God because you show good example to them. Amen? Amen. Everyone say, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Do you understand the preaching today? How many people are going to put this into practice? Amen. From now on, make this habit. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Smiling and happy. Amen. When you start to have a grumpy attitude, stop right away. No, 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 no. I'm going to be happy. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the word of God that we heard today. 
We want to, Lord, yield to the Spirit of God. We want to be like a child that has the joy, the happiness in our heart all day long. May the Spirit of God ignite the joy of God, the peace of God in our heart. And from now on, the Christians who listen to this teaching will be joyful. All the time, until the last day of their life, Lord. No matter what happened, they can laugh. They can say like Paul, "Not big deal." Thank you, Father. May your church be full of joy, full of the presence of God. Every church that is seeking the way of God shall put this teaching into practice, Father. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So this is another key to open miracles from heaven. You pluck into the joy of God to be childlike, to have a childlike faith. Come to God like child, like children. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, when I pray for you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.